This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Have you ever taken on additional responsibilities when your schedule is already fully booked? Have you ever accepted a Facebook friend request from a work acquaintance that you barely know? And you did it just because you weren't sure how to say no. In this three-part episode, you'll learn when and how to say no. This episode of The Public Speaker is sponsored by GoToMeeting. I love to host meetings online because it saves me both time and money. I've tried lots of different services, and GoToMeeting is definitely the easiest and perhaps the most secure way to hold a meeting online. Here's how it works. Everybody attending the meeting goes to GoToMeeting.com and they log in, and then they can see whatever's on your desktop on their computer screen. I use it to walk people through presentations frequently, but in the past, I also used it for product demonstrations, which worked out really well. And now the service includes phone and voice over IP conferencing, which is also a really great benefit. For public speaker listeners, you can try GoToMeeting for free for 45 days, and that's more than $50 in savings. Visit GoToMeeting.com slash podcast and sign up for the free trial. That's GoToMeeting.com slash podcast to sign up for a free trial. You'll be glad you did. Let's face it, all of us at times need to say no. In fact, being an effective person, whether that's a spouse, parent, a student, community member, whatever role you play, it means being able to say no. When you say no to a new commitment, what you're really saying is yes to the things that are the most important to you. So today's quick and dirty tip is to think of saying no as a way of honoring your values and your existing obligations. It's not selfish. Repeat after me, it's not selfish. In fact, I think it's a sign of professional and emotional maturity. So why then do we say yes when we should be saying no? I think sometimes we say yes because we underestimate the time it takes to complete the tasks, both the new ones and the old ones we've already committed to. Sometimes we say yes because in the moment it seems easier to say yes, or worse, we don't have the courage to say no. Sometimes we say yes out of obligation or respect for the relationship. The problem is, is that when we continue to say yes, 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 we overcommit. Now, I'm not Dr. Rob, that's the house called doctor, but I do know from personal experience, as I'm sure many of you do too, that when I'm overcommitted, I feel stressed out and I feel tired. And the bottom line is, when you're run down, you're not as effective as you could be. And you're letting down both yourself and the people you're trying to help. So the quickest of all my quick and dirty tips over the past two years is simply to say no. Nope. Nah. No way. Never. Uh Uh-uh. I know. I know. You just can't say that. And often it is difficult to find the right words. And I do promise to cover some very practical ways to respectfully and effectively say no. But I'm going to save that for another installment. First, I think I'd like to talk about how to decide when to say no. There's always going to be things that deserve your attention and your time, and some that don't. The problem is, for most of us, is that we'll have way more opportunities than time. So then how do you decide? I devised a little self-quiz to help me evaluate opportunities. And the first question is to ask yourself, am I saying yes only because I feel obligated or would feel guilty if I said no? 
If so, then for sure, this would be exactly the time to say no. When we're overly hungry for the approval of others, sometimes what we're not aware of is that in that process, what we're really doing is rejecting ourselves. It's important to let go of the need to please others because when you don't speak up, when you don't speak up about stuff that matters to you, when you stay in deadening situations, when you wait for things to change, it just drains the joy and the meaning from your life. One of the big lessons that I learned from my late husband, John, is that life is just too short to spend your days not doing what's important for you. Once you spend time, it's lost. So it makes sense to spend your time doing the things that are consistent with your values and your goals, right? To remind myself of my goals, I have a sign and it hangs directly in front of me and it says, live life passionately, laugh until your belly hurts, and love unconditionally. I also have pictures of my family all around me. Again, this reinforces and reminds me what's most important to me. I also keep a bucket list of the things I'd like to accomplish before I die. Of course, your list will vary, but, and this brings me to question two in my should you say no self quiz. Is this new opportunity consistent with my values and does it contribute or continue to contribute to my longer term goals in my life? There's really two parts to that question. The first part is designed to encourage a review of what's important to you. But more importantly, I think it's a reminder to make decisions and to take actions based on your values. The problem is, is that we're often inconsistent in our actions. One day we go to the gym to exercise and the next day we slack off. Okay, who am I kidding with this royal we stuff? Of course, I'm talking about myself. I thought about going to yoga and Zumba today, but I just never got to the dance studio. Anyway, the sign I have hanging up is a way for me to consistently reinforce my own values and my goals, and it acts as a compass to help keep me on course, especially when I'm answering the above question. The second part of the question, does it contribute or continue to contribute to my long-term goals in my life? It's a reminder about re-evaluation. As we improve, we usually need to do even more to continue growing. So it's important to also ask yourself when you're evaluating a new offer, whether the action is the best way or still the best way to advance towards your goals. Just because you did something last year, it doesn't mean that you should automatically do it again this year. And also keep in mind that when you say no to things you've done before, it gives you time to try new things. And besides, it gives other people a chance to try new things too. In the next installment of How to Say No, we'll pick up from here with the final third quiz question, and I'll cover a commonly used model for saying no. In the third installment, I'll cover very specific and practical words to help you say no. This is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. Finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't give thanks to Anna Gabby Gonzalez. She's the new intern around here, and she helped me with this article. Thanks, Anna. I sincerely love to connect with listeners from the show. And in fact, this past week, Mary Archer wrote me a nice email. She told me how she found me and why she was interested in my program. And then she did a very interesting thing. She asked to be the recipient of this month's interview book. And my father always said, it never hurts to ask. And that's what she wrote here. It doesn't hurt to hope. So yes, Mary, just for asking, I'm going to send you the book. Thanks. I also received an email from a student. Wanyama Moses. I hope I said that right. 
He is a student in Kumi University in Uganda. And he wrote me this note, which I thought was interesting. He said, I'm very happy to inform you that I got to know you when we were given an assignment in our intermediate production class. My professor in Global College in Hanam University asked us to look for a podcast when we began studying the introduction to podcasting. And in the process of doing my homework, I found your site from www.podcastawards.com. And then he goes on to tell me that he's going to continue to listen to help him in his communication class and his presentation skills class, and that he hopes to become a good public speaker in the future. Thanks, Wanyama. I really sincerely appreciate your kind words. Some of my new Twitter followers include Anderson Curry, Odie Jasmine, Sarah Jane Gratton. She's a screenwriter, producer, and actress. Terry Whalen. Terry, contact me. He's a communications expert, author, and information marketer and publisher. I'd love to work with you, Terry. Who else do we have here? Kate Walser. She's a user experience designer, accessibility, and usability person. We have Brandon Enos. He's living in Hawaii with his wife, Sarah. Ooh, boy, I wish I was there. Oh, he's a teacher and a beach body coach. Hmm, wonder what that is. We have Matt Denny. He's a CPA. He tweets about businesses, taxes, and the media. Gian Adornado. He's a creative web and graphic designer. Cheryl Dolan. She's a speaker, coach, and writer. We have Alexis Williams. She's a certified health education specialist. Paul Egert. Rick Altman. Brenda Johima. Adrian King. Ashley Downs. Cole Christensen. Mary Williamson. Michelle, no last name. Sam Kern. And Jenny Cooper, and actually a lot more. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you joining my social networks. It's great to meet people and meet the listeners. It helps me to understand how I can make the show better for you. Thanks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>